Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Weekend Review on W-A-Y-O-L-P freaking Rochester, also on freaking Apple freaking Podcasts, Google freaking Pray, freaking Spotify, and freaking SoundCloud if anybody wants to freaking know. Weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, my name is Taylor, the same man, Lofton, and geez Louise down on my knees, I am your freaking host. With me, as always, we have freaking Tadia Rishers to my left, and freaking Doug Jordan, also freaking to my left, but bringing up the rear, Sandy the Sandman, freaking Farkas, Jeez Louise, Weakers, Tweakers, Thrill Seekers, and the freaking panel. Start your freaking engines, this is our weekend freaking review. Weakers, Tweakers, Thrill Freaking Seekers, it has been one week. Since we last spoke, and geez louise, down on my knees, we're so freaking hot for you. We have been, as a country, and I'm sure Uyghurs and Tweakers know, we have been dealing with a lot. The President of the United States, Donald Trump, he had a diagnosis, and it wasn't, it was, it was positive, but that means bad. It means he's very sick. And I wish the old bastard would go on and die already so we could get on with it. And geez, he's down on my knees. I, I wonder how far off he is. He's clinging to life. That wispy hair of his and his orange skin and the wrinkles on his face. And geez, Louise, I was watching, when I saw the debate, I noticed he had a butt chin, but it's not in the normal place where a butt chin usually is. A cleft chin, as some call it. It was down by his neck. And it didn't look like a butt. It looked like a part of the female anatomy where his tie meets his shirt. Jeez Louise, down to my knees. I don't know if that's what you want in office right now. I don't know if we can handle it as a country. We're going through a lot. But don't want to bring the freaking show down. Just wanted to address it. If he dies, I don't know what we'll do. Some will celebrate. I think I would probably celebrate. Be worth freaking celebrating. But some will also be enraged. And those are the ones that we're going to put in the stockades, throw rotting produce at. But geez louise, we're getting ahead of ourselves, weakers and tweakers. So, Tadia freaking Risher, how you doing? How you been? And how freaking are you? Uh, well, I was doing pretty good until that. That was, I mean, it was a pretty heavy way to start the show. But uh, other than that, yeah. I'm doing pretty good. And I'm uh, very, very um, Doug, thank you for asking. And uh, I've been okay. Um, Weakers and two years no last week I was pretty freaking sick. Um, and just all these other freaking diagnoses is coming in, um, including freaking uh, water that was uh, making me turn into a zombie, and you know, chance that I got lupus and all these other freaking things. So um, you know, I, I I I've been seeking treatment, but it's a tough time to get into a hospital. So I've gone sort of an alternative route and. Uh, it's been interesting. I've been seeing some results. What, what does that even mean? What is an alternative route? Well, so instead of going to see a freaking doctor, uh, which costs a lot of money, as I know, and Doug, uh, which reminds me, I need that freaking money as soon as you can. Um, I've been seeing a freaking holistic healer, uh, basically been healing me with different sorts of muds and smoke and um, different sorts of animal dangly Johnsons um, crushed into a fine freaking paste uh, that I rub against my chest and also um, eat in some of my freaking baked goods. That what you're describing sounds like a witch doctor. And God bless you for it, because Jesus Louise down on my knees, they yield some of the best results, as I've heard. Yeah, well, it, I would describe this woman as a witch doctor, because she is uh, warty, 
and very, very old. Her hair is clearly falling out. I don't know why, um, but she she's not good to look at. She looks scary. I'm scared of her. But um, if it gets rid of my freaking lupus, Doug, uh, you know, I'll do what it takes. Yeah, Doug Jordan, would you consider sending your son to a freaking witch doctor? Let's say down the road he wants to be recircumcised. Would you send him on over to a witch doctor instead of forking over the cash to send him to a real doctor? Well, I don't. Why would he want to be recircumcised? Because they maybe maybe they missed a spot. Take a little off the top, you know. Yeah, because they freaking botched it, Doug. They, boys gotta can't expect a boy to freaking live that way. I mean, they didn't botch it. No, when where did that come from? No, nobody botched his circumcision. I uh, gotta check the tapes, Doug. I think we yeah. talked about it. Yeah, you said it a long time ago. You said blah 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 blah. My son had a botched circumcision, uh, and the thing don't look right anymore. And I said you should get it fixed. And you said and you and you and you, and you freaking blew me off. And you started talking about fish or something. I don't know. I believe you used a a bit of modeling clay to visualize it for us so that we could have the picture in our minds. I don't even have modeling clay. Well, then he took it and he got high and he tried to freaking, and correct me if I'm wrong, he took your freaking modeling glue and got very high and tried to recircumcise himself and and he freaking botched it all over again. It's a total freaking botch job. The kid's not freaking qualified to do that kind of freaking operation. The boy is unwell, Doug. My kid's fine. Well, Tadia Rishers, it is great to hear that you're taking care of yourself, unlike Doug Jr. Yeah. At the bequest of Doug Sr., Doug Jordan, the one that we're talking to via Satellite Freak in New York. Well, I applaud your efforts and God bless you. And I'm sure the day will come when you are free and clear of all the ailments that follow you everywhere you go. But until that day, keep fighting the good fight. I will. And uh, Doug, um, I don't want to give you the wrong impression, but this witch doctor does cost quite a bit of money. So just anytime you get that money. I mean, I'd give you money if you went to a, maybe a therapist and got yourself checked out. Well, she's kind of a therapist, just like a, you know, a witch therapist. Yeah. Well, Doug Jordan, that leads us to you, doesn't it? And the question remains, how are you doing? How was your week? How are you feeling? How freaking horrible? are you and god bless uh, you yeah thank you for the blessing uh no i'm uh i'm good uh not i, I don't want I, i'm not when i do a show uh you know sometimes i get when i when i'm in bed with my wife but uh you know i just wish she'd stop asking me that every week uh other than that you know week's been pretty good uh you know the basement remodel is 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 underway and there were uh a couple changes that happened this week uh, after a long discussion with my wife uh, we decided we're gonna we're gonna turn the basement in, into a pottery studio for her uh, since I have the garage uh, she she and I have the sheds she'll get the basement so so no more poker night down there is that what I'm hearing yeah we'll have to do poker night in the garage and Sandy the Sandman Farkas where did your vote land when in that discussion um um, uh, I'm freaking uh, I'm sorry uh, my vote was for freaking man cave uh, in the freaking basement uh, and and I was and I made that very freaking vocal and uh, and 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 I got in a fight with just about everyone in the damn family uh, last night so sort of a freaking touchy freaking subject yeah yeah as I can see and weakers and tweakers I'm sure so Doug what is first of all I didn't even know she was a pottery maker or whatever you might freaking call it. What do you call one of them people? Uh, I think it's a pottery maker. I think you're right. A potter? 
Maybe yeah. a potter. Yeah. Sculpt- a sculptress. Uh, yeah, sculptress. That sounds about right. And will she be making nudes of herself? Because, geez Louise, down on my knees, I would like to, to put my name on the list for the first one. Or maybe I, I should wait until she refines her skills a little bit. I mean, I don't think that you make a, a pot with, you know, your human anatomy on it. I think a pot is usually made, you know, to hold some sort of a liquid or, or you know, maybe a grain or something. My freaking anatomy holds a lot of liquid, Doug. Yeah, but it, your anatomy is not a pot. You know, pot's usually made out of clay and it's fired in, in a kiln. So you're setting all this up in the basement that was supposed to be a man cave. Well, we were just going to finish the basement. We didn't have any prior plans to that. You know, I, I kind of thought maybe I'd have put a neon sign down there and maybe a poker table or maybe I'd get a, a pool table and put it down there. Uh, but we decided that it's it's her space now so uh, she can do what she wants with it. Well, God bless you for taking that horrible news so well. You are a saint, Doug Jordan. I don't know how you do it day in and day out. You must be taking your frustrations out somewhere, and I hope the poor man that is at the other end of those frustrations can find a little bit of peace in the cold, dark night that is, well, you know what I'm talking about, the freaking box underneath your bed. But geez louise, down on my knees, God bless you, and thank you for sharing. So geez louise, Sandy the Sandman Farkas, how you doing, how you been, how are you, and God bless you. Um, yeah, um, first of all, uh, freaking right off the bat, uh, freaking thank you for the freaking blessing. Uh, and to, uh, answer your question, freaking Doug, uh, though it's a little peculiar to find you asking, I'm freaking as a freaking disc, uh, Dickens, as a freaking Dickus. Uh, and, and, and the week has been, uh, uh, just another freaking week of freaking, uh, it, it's been freaking rough. It's been freaking rough. It's been a rough freaking week. Yeah. Yeah. And for weakers and tweakers, maybe I should mention, we did go into the freaking rescue mission of Gaston last week, and Sandy the Sandman Farkas did bring along Pastor Lewis, and I'm going to get into the rescue mission, but that sort of sets up Sandy's week because, geez Louise, down on my knees, Pastor Lewis has been by his side. Uh, yeah. Basically, what I want to say is that hooking up with freaking Pastor Lewis was the, was was damn near the the biggest mistake of my entire life. Pastor Lewis is is has been hitting the freaking bottle awfully freaking hard, and uh, and and he was he was very gung ho to come with us on a freaking mission. Because uh, when I found him, he was freaking uh, freaking pissed drunk in the freaking church, freaking yelling at himself. Uh, which which I said okay, you know, and I immediately regretted it. But he's he, but he jumped at the freaking bit, and he he came along to go and freaking rescue. Uh, freaking gassed on from the freaking hospital. Uh, problem is, uh, the moment we freaking walked into the freaking hospital, guy freaking spews his freaking guts all over the freaking waiting room. He's freaking barfing up a freaking lung, and I'm and the guy freaking can't hold his booze. I guess he hasn't touched the stuff in in, in maybe his whole freaking life. And and instead of re- rescuing freaking Gaston. We have to freaking admit freaking Pastor Lewis into the freaking hospital. They hook him up to a bunch of freaking IV and feeding tubes. And I'm pretty sure they hooked him up to one of those bags that empties his freaking uh, colon into a freaking bag. Uh, and and at one point, you know, it, it the whole thing was a freaking mess. And I said to Taylor, I said, best we just freaking get out of here at this point. And, uh, and away we freaking went. And, uh, and nothing was freaking accomplished. And unfortunately, he said that I was his freaking emergency contact, and he was released into my freaking care. And and freaking Pastor Lewis has been freaking bunking up with me in freaking Doug Gordon's freaking garage. Yeah, and which and this is and this is news to freaking Doug. And I'm sorry you had to find out this way. I was wondering why there was so much moaning going on in the garage. I guess it was just Pastor Lewis recovering. 
Yeah, that might that may have been me freaking playing on myself. Uh, Pastor Lewis has been as I've told him, you need to keep quiet. You need to keep and uh, you need to keep your freaking mouth shut. And uh, and in order to keep him from out of your freaking family's freaking uh, eyes, uh, out of their freaking uh, field of freaking vision, uh, he's currently living underneath my freaking bed. Uh, yeah, he's living underneath the freaking cot that I got set up in the freaking garage, and uh, and it is just a freaking pain. It is a pain in my freaking rear. Yeah, yeah. Pastor Lewis is a sight for sore eyes, or not a sight for sore eyes. It depends on how you look at it. He doesn't look well, and geez, Louise down on my knees. He botched the mission with his vomiting. I barely had a chance to even pretend to be someone else, and then he just vomits all over the floor. See, otherwise we would have gotten Gaston out, who was holed up being experimented on in a freaking undisclosed location within the freaking hospital. Yeah, and I mean, the thing was a total freaking botch job because my my initial freaking plan was that this is perfect. We'll freaking bring freaking drunk drunk Pastor Lewis into the freaking hospital. We'll get freaking Gaston, and we'll freaking put Pastor Lewis in the freaking hospital bed, and it'll be a, a classic freaking switcheroo. No one will know the freaking difference. We got freaking Gaston back. My freaking slate is wiped clean. Uh, I've been freaking forgiven uh, by the freaking dear Lord, and and I'm back in the freaking good graces of uh, Jesus uh, Jesus Christ, our freaking Lord and Savior. Yeah, and we were just planning on finding a roll of toilet paper, stripping the pastor down, and then just completely wrapping him in freaking toilet paper until he looked like a freaking mummy, which is what freaking Gaston looks like. Smear a little chicken wing sauce on his mouth and then let him go. It was a freaking absolutely perfect plan, and the freaking pastor just absolutely blew the whole freaking thing. Well, let me say this. I am not through searching for my friend, Mr. Gaston, who has been living in wait for rescue. And the poor man, let me tell you, he is suffering. I can't imagine the things that they are doing to him in that cell of a hospital room. The experiments, the tools that they are using him, and the places they are putting those tools. Gaston, if you're listening, we are coming for you. We have been delayed, but we are coming for you. I promise you, I will not stop searching until I find you and remove you from that hospital bed. And put you back rightfully where you belong. Maybe underneath my bed at uh, my freaking group home where I freaking live. Or maybe back with your wife, depending on if she is fit to take care of you. But I will come for you. And luckily, while we were at the hospital, I was able to freaking snatch a pair of freaking scrubs. A uniform, a nurse's outfit. And I plan on dressing up as a nurse. Lipstick and wig and fake breasts. And a stethoscope and a rectal thermometer and sneaking in to the freaking hospital this week and wheeling the poor man out on a gurney. Doug Jordan, I think it goes without saying, Sandy, you know what I mean. Uh, Doug, you got to gas up the freaking truck. And hopefully uh, freaking Pastor Lewis can still be a part of this uh, missing. Hopefully we can wrap him up mummy style and freaking and do the old switcheroo again. Because this guy is, like I said, he is causing me nothing but freaking problems. This whole thing was a freaking mistake. Taylor, I don't know how you freaking do the things you do when you get involved in these people's lives. And it always ends up freaking positive. Uh, so far, this has been a huge freaking negative for me. Well, if it helps, I will come and visit the poor pastor and sit with him. I will sit with him a while. Um, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe, yeah, no, 
Well, Jesus, always down on my knees. I'm glad everyone's doing so well. Thank you all for sharing. Weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, we got a great freaking show for you. But before we freaking get into that, I want to tell you to call 513-914-6201. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. You might get put on blast, but you also might get a freaking prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts... I got it, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I did the chicken nugget thing. And then we were talking about Vienna sausages. So I I wrote up a thing for Vienna sausages and I, and I can do it if you want. We can put it in now. We can put it in later, whatever you want to do. Wait, what are you talking about? When did we talk about Vienna sausages? I don't, yeah, I don't Was that three weeks ago, this. Doug? I thought it was, yeah, it might've been three. I was supposed to do it last week and I just forgot to mention it. So Jeez, Louise. Oh my God. Feels like the show was on a roll and then you just kind of. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have to do it. We can do. We can. Do, no, you do have to do yeah, it. You actually no, do have I mean, to do it. Yeah, no, you brought it up. Wasted, yeah, wasted so much time. You've, te- you've teased it out. So, Jesus, always down on my knees. Without further ado, uh, Doug Jordan, take it to the sports desk. Okay. Uh, hi, this is Doug Jordan, and welcome to the sports desk. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Vienna sausages. Uh, so, without further ado. Uh, The Vienna sausage was invented by a butcher from Frankfurt who had moved to Vienna, which is where the name origin originates from. Uh, Traditionally, a Vienna sausage is a thin parboiled sausage traditionally made of pork and beef and a casing of sheep's intestine, then smoked at a low temperature. In Europe, the Vienna sausage has a similar taste and texture that is compared to what we know as Americans as a hot dog. Uh, However, in North America, the Vienna sausages that we are familiar with are the smaller and much shorter smoked and canned wieners. Uh, Here in the U.S., the sausages are made from meat such as chicken, beef, turkey, and pork, finely ground to a paste consistency and mixed with salt and spices, then stuffed into a long casing, sometimes smoked and always thoroughly cooked, after which the casings are removed. The sausages are then cut into short segments for canning and cooked further. Uh, While most people are familiar with the traditional flavor of the canned variety of sausages, they can uh, come in several different flavors such as smoke, barbecue, jalapeno, bourbon barbecue, buffalo, hot and spicy, and many more. Uh, So basically, uh, in Europe, they call their hot dogs Vienna sausages, and we in the United States make little tiny hot dogs and put them into a can, and we call them Vienna sausages here. And that's the sports desk. I am speechless. I don't even know what to say. First of all, you... I stopped listening when you said canned wieners because I got a picture. I got a very interesting picture in my mind's eye when you said that. Little wieners with arms and legs and balls trying to escape from a can that I had hid them in and come after me in the dead of night. So, geez Louise, Doug Jordan, I am these... I, Sandy the Sandman Fargus, I don't even know what I can say. Please. Uh... Yeah, that that image of the tiny little wieners in a can uh, uh, chasing after Taylor uh, is, you know, is is perfect. Uh, it is freaking October. It is a freaking spooky month. We always do freaking spooky segments uh, during during the October months. But uh, I, I have to I have to scold you a little bit. Uh, I don't know what you were getting at with this Vienna sausage thing. And and it was you were freaking late to do it. This was this was something we discussed three freaking weeks ago. Uh, however, I, I, my interest was freaking peaked when you mentioned that there is a hot dog that is freaking brown barbecue flavored uh, well the vienna's hot bourbon barbecue it's a flavor of vienna sausages 
that and that got my freaking brain ticking. Yeah. Uh, that I'm thinking, yeah, a freaking hot dog so, soaked in freaking brown sounds like that might be that might be something of, that might be very freaking interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and if I can critique Doug and just piggyback on what everybody's saying, I, you know, I just didn't feel like it added much to the show, and you can't just kind of interrupt the flow of everything with just yeah. facts about food. I feel yeah. like yeah, yeah. it's up. It doesn't make sense, so maybe we'll try again another time. Thank you, Doug. So, without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussing starts freaking now. Last week, pizza giant Papa John's reported six months of double-digit gains, according to QSR Magazine. Although CEO Rob Lynch attributes the growth to, quote, hard work of Papa John's team members and franchisees during the global pandemic, others point to a different source for the pizza's change success. The Papadilla, a handheld folded flatbread sandwich, made its debut in January and immediately wowed pizza fans looking for an on-the-go option. NBA Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal debuted the pizza sandwich hybrid during his star-studded Super Bowl party and hasn't been able to put it down since. Quote, I can tell you I couldn't put down this new menu item that combines everything you love about pizza and sandwiches into one meal, O'Neal told USA Today. The Papadilla, which costs only $6, is the brand's first toasty alternative to the same old boring sandwich. So, geez louise, down on my knees, what makes this freaking Papadilla so popular that the brand could be brought into this double-digit figures of games? I mean, you just... Go ahead. I was going to say Doug Jordan. Oh, yeah, thank you. Uh, I mean, it's just a pizza that's folded over on itself. Well, Doug, I don't know about that. I think it's a little bit more of that. And if you if you don't mind, if I can just jump in with my take here, um, the Papadia was inspired an Italian folded flatbread sandwich from the Piadina in northern Italy. Uh, it's both a pizza and a sandwich. It combines the original Papa John's crust people crave, along with the fresh toppings, making it the best of both worlds. And they come in five different choices, which is probably why Shaq loves it so much. Uh, buffalo chicken is your first one. Flatbread style sandwich made from original fresh dough, loaded with grilled chicken, onions, signature cheese, plus a three cheese blend and buttermilk ranch buffalo sauce. It's also served with a little bit of ranch dipping sauce. That's your first choice. The second one is a Philly cheesesteak, which is Papa's signature dough stuffed with tender steak and just melts in your mouth. Fresh onions, green peppers, plenty of real cheese made from mozzarella. Papa's unique sauce served with an additional cup of garlic sauce. So oh, it just sounds so good. Grilled barbecue chicken and bacon. Papa's signature take on a hot barbecue Italian style flatbread sandwich with juicy grilled chicken, smoked bacon, real melted cheese, fresh onions, just the right amount of tangy barbecue sauce served with an additional barbecue dipping cup. Sounds like it would be good with those freaking great barbecue Vienna sausages that, uh, I think Sandy mentioned earlier. Uh, there's also the freaking fourth one, the meatball and pepperoni, which is the ultimate pizza sandwich with spicy pepperoni and gooey melted cheese, juicy meatballs, authentic Italian seasoning, and Papa's signature pizza sauce with more on the side for dipping, of course, because you can't have too much freaking signature pizza sauce. And finally, rounding it up, all the last one, a beautiful combination of Papa's own salami, sausage, banana peppers, Alfredo sauce, melted cheese, plus a cup of pizza sauce on the side you guessed it that's the freaking italian doug jordan and you know what it's only six dollars that's a great deal you'll never let down wow where do i sign up yeah that sounds amazing honestly thank you so much for that concise information i had no idea you were so knowledgeable about the papadilla 
I don't know where you came up with that. That was brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. And that's, you know, that's what prep work can get you on the radio. Yeah. Jeez Louise, I'm freaking salivating. I, I, I feel like I can taste the freaking sandwich uh, that you just freaking so eloquently described. I mean, that was freaking, that was like freaking poetry. poetry. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It sounds just like a freaking pizza that you fold on itself. Well, Doug, first of all, please, we're on the radio. Second, uh, Doug, it's inspired by the Piadia, which is a freaking northern Italian sandwich. Yeah, see, he had the whole backstory to the sandwich and where it comes from and why we brought it here and what Papa John's did with it once it got here. See, and we call it a uh, Papadia, but in Europe they call it a Piadia, Doug. I get what you're doing, and I don't like it. I mean, Shaq, Shaq freaking uses this thing before he does a slam dunk. Yeah, he couldn't put the poor thing down. Imagine this little freaking Papadia with a face, arms, and legs trying to escape from a can only to land on the counter of freaking Shaquille O'Neal's house where he picks it up and mercilessly rips it to shreds, never puts it down, and then picks its little brother up and eats it in front of it while the other one's dying. And the thing is, Doug, it's only $6. That's a great deal that'll never let you down. I mean, the uh, the one thing that I bring to this show, I think, is probably that, that I'm knowledgeable when it comes to fast food chains and the things that they do. And I'm usually the first one to talk about it. And I feel like you did this completely out of spite and an attempt to hurt me. Well, the floor was open to you, Doug, and he didn't take the opportunity. That's not my fault. Well, I but... didn't know the the Papadia was going to be in the copy. Otherwise, I would have re- written about the Papadia and not... Vienna f-ing sausages. Well, geez Louise, Doug, I mean, I don't know what to say. You screwed the pooch with the Vienna sausages three weeks late, and now you're mad at Tadia for knowing everything there ever was to know about freaking Papadias. Well, when did Tadia get the get the docket? And, you know, because I, I only get it five minutes before the show. And so it seems like he's had a freaking week to mull this over and write up a report on freaking the Papadia, which is based off the Pipadia, which is an Italian sandwich. No, I found out like five minutes before the show, Doug. I had this all written down, ready to go. That's good thinking, by the way. So, Doug, just Thank you. just try and be more, a little more like Tadia and a little less like yourself. So, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Tadia, very much. That was excellent. Last week, NASA reported plans to launch their first updated space toilet in decades, according to the Huffington Post. The new toilet, costing a staggering $23 million, will make its poo debut aboard the International Space Station. The redesigned Space John weighs just under 100 pounds due to its titanium construction, and it is about half the size of the Russian-built toilets that currently facilitate the space station. NASA plans to use the new toilet on their next trip to the moon in a few years. The new commode is said to be a better fit for women as the seat is tilted and taller. According to Johnson Space Center's Melissa McKinney, the design positions astronauts at a better angle for bowel movements. For urinating, the funnels have been redesigned for easier access while sitting. Prior to this advancement, female astronauts have not been able to poop and pee simultaneously. Waste removal will continue to be facilitated through suction, and urine will continue to be gathered through the recycle system to produce water for drinking and cooking. So, geez Louise down on my knees, they got a new commode on the freaking space station, and God bless them. 
And when are you going to be able to get one of these in your own freaking house is what I'm freaking wondering. Or whatever the case may be. Sandy the Sandman Farkas, what does this make you think of? Uh, this makes me think of a, of a freaking very good idea, um, quite frankly. And I don't think anyone can fault me for this. But when I when I was hearing this story, all I could think about was how someone must be freaking listening to this freaking show because we've been pitching a freaking vacuum uh, that you attach to your freaking dangly freaking Johnson and freaking rear end that sucks freaking poop and pee out of you uh, since just about freaking day one, as I can recall. Yeah. Yeah, and this just goes to show when you share your brilliant ideas live on the freaking air, people are tend to just come after them, grab them, and take them for their own. Yeah, and if and if this needs to be, you know, if if this if, if we need to freaking move into freaking litigation against freaking uh, NASA to freaking get what's rightfully ours, uh, you know, I mean that's when we got to put in the freaking work and we got to make some freaking phone calls and we got to get what's rightfully freaking ours. Yeah, that's a good point. Doug, you might have to gas up the truck. Drive on down to NASA. Yeah, I think it's in Houston. In fact, I want to say this. Houston, we have a freaking problem. We have a big freaking problem, and you're going to hear from our freaking lawyers. And we need to get a freaking lawyer. That's a. We should have had a lawyer all this freaking time. We've never had a freaking lawyer on yeah, this. That's, so. I mean, quite honestly, it's amazing that what, what we've managed to get away with without having a freaking lawyer freaking perpetually on freaking retainer. Uh, you know, I mean... Uh, I mean, luckily, the, 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 the fact is that we, we discuss everything we do right here on the radio, which immediately, uh, immediately uh, makes it so that you cannot enter it in as freaking evidence. Yeah. Because if you, if you speak of it on the freaking radio, uh, it is you, you can't it can't it doesn't legally it, you're not allowed to use that as freaking evidence. It's in, it's in yeah, and it exonerates yeah, us. So it's an automatic exonerate. Yeah, it's an automatic. It's an auto. It's an automatic exonerate. Exoneration. Autoerotic asphyxiation. So, that's that's pretty much how that works. Uh, Maybe they need to have a. The one thing that they haven't done, which I think is a great idea, is have a mode so that it can blow it back in if you so choose, and then resuck. The one uh, on the rear end. Yeah. That's, I mean, there, there's clearly, that, that's definitely probably a hidden uh, function to the, uh, in this NASA freaking commode. Uh, you just got to know the right freaking button to press, the right freaking switch to flick. And then you know, if you're lucky, you'll have it freaking blown back, uh, back into you uh, at a quite an alarming speed as well. Now, Doug Jordan, you just remodeled your basement. How upset are you with the new money that you got from your grandfather's death that you didn't install one of these freaking NASA toilets in your freaking basement? I'm not very upset. I didn't know it existed until just a few seconds ago. Is, Is this another one of those things where you're upset that you didn't get the show notes ahead of time so that you could prepare to talk about the NASA toilet and how you wish you had installed it in your basement? No, I just keep thinking about the movie uh, Rocket Man starring Harlan Williams. Uh, pretty funny movie. There's a part where they where he farts in a tube, and you see the fart travel through the tube uh, to another guy, and I just keep thinking about that. And what happens when the fart arrives, Doug Jordan? Uh, the guy, the other guy, freaks out because the fart goes into his air, and, and then that's a whole. It's freaking. It's comic gold. Because he can smell it. Yeah, because he can smell the fart. The gaseous blast. But you get to watch the fart travel through the tube because it just puffs it up like a like a ball traveling down a tube. No, and then you shut up. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, this film you speak of also includes a scene, I believe, where uh, Harlan Williams, the actor in the leading role, also farts in his suit, and the suit 
completely inflates. Yeah, that also happens in the movie. Very and funny. They pop, they pop the, please, you gotta shut up. Uh, they pop the suit and then the fart blasts him about the moon. Yep. And I kept thinking that there was even a scene in the movie where he, he is on the toilet and he presses the flush button too early and he starts to get sucked down the toilet and he starts to spin around a little bit. But I don't know if that actually happens in the movie or if I just made that up. Well, well, I guess we'll just have to watch and find out. Do you have the movie on DVD or video cassette? Uh, I think I might have it on uh, VHS somewhere. Last week, actor Rick Moranis was attacked randomly by a stranger while walking along the streets of New York, according to CNN. The incident occurred just before 7.30 a.m. on Central Park West near 70th Street. Surveillance video that morning shows a man walking up to the 67-year-old actor and punch him in the head, knocking him over. The Honey, I Shrunk the Kids star was said to be experiencing pain in the head, back, and right hip, but his reps confirmed that the actor is doing well after the attack. Moranis is known for his role in such films as Spaceballs, Ghostbusters, and Little Shop of Horrors. The suspect has yet to be identified. So, geez louise, down on my knees, why would you do this to poor Rick Moranis? First of all, poor man wears glasses, I think. And you should never hit a man with glasses because the glasses might break. And then he's fighting blind. So, also, geez louise, down on my knees, where has this man been? We have not seen hide nor hair of him. He's one of the great American talents, and he might not even be from America. He might be Canadian, I'm not sure. Sandy Farkas, help me out with this one, please. Uh, yeah, uh, t- uh, Rick Moranis, uh, it is just an absolute tragedy that he's freaking gone, uh, that he's gone the way of the freaking dodo, and in such a freaking grotesque way. Uh, I, I hope we we find the guy that freaking killed him. You know, we could have seen a freaking honey I, I shrunk the freaking kids for, uh, and that would have been, you know, uh, um, a, a, a wish, a dream freaking come true. I once had an idea to make Honey, I Shrunk the Kids 4. It would have been called Honey, I Shrunk My d-. And the poor man makes a fatal f- mistake, and he ends up with a very tiny freaking dangly Johnson that doesn't dangle at all. It sits there tiny and perched at the end of where it should be, and he never fixes it. He's stuck with it. It's a drama. I think if I were to make a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids for, I'd freaking put Josh Gad in it. Who is that? It's a freaking, he looks a lot like Jonah Hill. Yeah, he's a, he's a Jonah Hill guy, type, yeah. type guy. Yeah, he's like another Jonah. He's like a shittier, um, uglier, dumber, uh, skinnier Jonah Hill. Yeah. His name is Josh Gad. Yeah. Yeah, if you see the guy, you'll know him. You'll probably, you'll probably honestly think that, you go, oh, I thought this was Jonah Hill, but he, he's, a, he's a separate man. You imagine two Jonah Hills, the world couldn't freaking hold it. They'd have to form to one and become their own planet, floating out there in orbit with other human beings living atop them. And then every once in a while, they get hungry, and they snatch the human beings off with their chubby fingers and eat them. So, geez, always down on my knees. I think Josh Gad might be a good idea for a new Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie, but it looks like we'll never see that now that Rick Moranis is gone. Doug, what was your favorite freaking Rick, Rick Moranis uh, film? Uh, Spaceballs. That was, that's listed right there in the story, though. No, it's not. Did he, I don't think he even mentioned Spaceballs. Moranis is known for roles in such films as Spaceballs. Yeah, well, I love Spaceballs. Yeah, I bet it's you like movie. Ghostbusters and Little Shop of Horrors, too, don't you? Name name one that we didn't mention in the freaking story, Doug. 
Parenthood. I, I don't think he's in that. I don't think that's a movie. I think he may duck that. Uh, he's in My Blue Heaven. He's also in The Flintstones. Oh, yeah. He's hilarious in The Flintstones. Uh, he's in a in 1983. He was in a movie called Strange Brew. You're looking it up. You're looking. I can see it. You're looking no. at freaking. You're on freaking IMDb. You're looking at no. freaking his credits right now. Uh, Doug, 1991. He was in L.A. Story. He played a grave digger in that. That was his role in that one. And uh, yeah, he. Uh, just to fact check real quick. He he is uh, Canadian. He was born in uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, I like when he's he plays. He's in that movie Captain Ron. He plays the dad. It's a hilarious movie. Captain Ron is a, a real wild card, kind of a modern day pirate, played by uh, played by freaking Jesus. He's down on my knees. I'm having trouble thinking of his name. Kevin Costner. Yeah, Kevin Costner, and the bad guy is played by Dennis Hopper. He has an eye patch, and there's no land. It's all water, and they have to find land, but they can't because the world is flooded. And in the beginning, Kevin Costner pees into a cup and he drinks it. I think as some sort of intimidation move against his captors. Can I just bring up something that kind of bothered me in that last segment? Uh, Doug, I bring one thing to this show, and that's fact-checking. So if you could refrain from fact-checking on this show and just let me do what I do, that would be great. Yeah, it doesn't feel too good, huh? Does it? I don't when know what you're talking about. When you're in charge of one thing on a show and somebody takes it from you and showboats it around, and then everybody on the show agrees that what a great freaking job the other person who did it was did. Yeah, but you didn't even do that great of a job fact-checking, though. Yeah, Doug. This bickering has to stop. We can't have infighting. That's what's bringing this whole country down. We need unity. We need to open up a dialogue. I think we did an entire episode about that once. Last week, fashion designer Kenzo Takata died from complications to coronavirus, according to E! Online. He was 81. The Japanese-French designer was known for his, quote, bright, bold, and vivid pieces that were not for the faint of heart. After founding his first clothing line, Kenzo, in 1970, Takata became a designer at Louis Vuitton. Along with creating clothing, the designer had also launched a fragrance as well as his luxury homeware and lifestyle brand, K3. So, geez louise, down on my knees, I am broken up about this for sure. Man, weakers and tweakers, I'm sure that you all know my freaking penchant for freaking fashion. I love it. I think fashion is a very important statement that any of us can make, Doug Jordan. Please listen. I see your eyes moving away from the screen and off into a distant part of your freaking room that you are hide out in. Now, Kenzo Takata was a visionary. His clothing and his fragrances, and not to mention his luxury houseware and lifestyle brand, K3. Yeah. How do we pick up the pieces now and move on? It's hard. It's going to be difficult. Yeah. It's going to be It's going to be a long freaking road. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you replace someone whose fashion and his designs were known for being so... So bright and bright, bold. bold and and, vivid. I was going to say the same thing, yeah. Yeah, vivid. And, not, and yeah. they weren't for the faint of heart. No, 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 they, you know, and, 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 and it's funny you said that because since 1970, when he got started with his first freaking line, uh, freaking Kenzo, uh, you know, it was, I mean, it was always, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it again because it's so true. Uh, they were, it was bright, bold and vivid and yeah. not for the freaking faint of heart. Yeah. And that's when he was working with Louis Vuitton too. Yeah. yeah. Doug Jordan, you're unusually quiet. Yeah. I don't know anything about this person. Uh, I mean, you must remember the freaking his freaking fragrance. 
K3. No, that was his luxury housewares brand. His fragrance yeah. was called something else, and it's on the tip of my tongue, unfortunately. Yeah. It's either Japanese or French. I can't remember. Unfortunately, I can't bring it to my lips. But I can tell you one thing. His fragrance was was all was freaking bright, bold, vivid, and 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 as was Kenzo, it was not for the freaking faint of heart. Yeah. And but that was Kenzo. That was just what he brought to the table, and that's why we're gonna have so much trouble moving on now that he's gone. I, I didn't know you guys were such fashion buffs. I you know, saw. Taylor, yeah, ahead. I'm sorry. I saw a pair oh. of pants made by him that were both bright, bold, and not for the frame of hearts. And they were also vivid, and they stick in my mind vividly. What were you gonna say, Doug Jordan? I'm just surprised that you know so much about fashion because you normally have to wear a hospital gown at the group home. So, wow. And other than that, I just see you in sweatsuits. Yeah. Because I can't afford his iconic look doesn't mean I don't appreciate it. Fair enough. Last week, a 72-year-old man from England died after being charged by a herd of cows, according to Fox News. Malcolm Flynn was walking with a companion near Thirlwall Castle and Gisland, Northumberland, North Umbria, when a group of cows trampled him to death. This is the second time in less than a month that someone has been killed by cows in England. Just over a week earlier, teacher Dave Clark was killed after being charged by a group of bovine cattle in Richmond, North Yorkshire. So, twice in nearly one week. Two killings. And who's really to blame? The cows? And where is this Thurwall Castle? And who is the king of that castle? And Gisland? Is this made up Northumberland? Northumbria? Are they have, it's, did I read did I research a fake freaking news story? Did I did they just get me? Gisland? I don't even know if we can say that on the radio. I could I would fact check it, but apparently I don't do that anymore. See, I, I was, you know, I almost did it. I almost did it just to prove another point to you, and then I didn't because I assumed that you were going to do it and, and beat me on it. I think well. we can most certainly agree that Thurwall Castle and Jizzland, Northumberland, North Umbria is not a real place. No, it has to be fake. It's from, I think it's from freaking Harry Potter. I think it's where the bad wizards live. This is a story meant to trick the foolish and the foolish of heart, like myself, and I feel embarrassed. I know how Doug Jordan feels now, and I know how Tadia feels now when their job is taken from them and slap them in the face with their own dangly Johnson, basically. That's what happened. That's what definitely what happened to Doug Jordan, for sure. Sandy Farkas, help me turn this around, please. Uh, as Uyghurs and Uyghurs know, I have such an enormous distaste for freaking British people. Uh, so w when I hear freaking Thurwall Castle, or as you mentioned uh, numerous times, Jizzland, uh, Northumberland, uh, Northum Northumbria, uh, North Yorkshire, freaking bovine. I mean, this is just what this is is uh, a list of freaking i mean this is this is just a list of of, of words meant to freaking irritate freaking american freaking radio listeners uh we, we've been freaking duped uh in and 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 this is a freaking slight against all of us yeah and and this will not freaking stand and we will seek our revenge and i don't know how we're gonna do it yet but we will find a way 
Yeah, the the way to do it is not is not clear as of yet. Uh, if we can find a way to get over to freaking Jizzland uh, and set things freaking straight, mono e freaking mono, uh, then all you freaking all freaking then Malcolm Flynn and your freaking herd of freaking cattle, go ahead and freaking put up your freaking dukes because we're freaking coming for you. Thank you, Sandy. Last week, former Motley Crue drummer Tommy Lee revealed that he had been drinking two gallons of vodka a day before his last trip to rehab, according to the New York Post. The 58-year-old rocker said he owes his sobriety to his wife, social media star Brittany Furlan. Quote, she was like, baby, I don't think I've ever even seen anybody drink that much. Like, you're kind of scaring me, Lee said, explaining his conversation with his 34-year-old wife. She was definitely concerned, and her concern obviously helped in my decision to just go get out of there here. I was just like, that's it. I'm done for a while. Lee is currently gearing up for the release of his solo album, Andro. So, geez Louise, down on my knees, and I am so excited for this next album. Because it is supposed to sound very good. Sandy the Sandman Farkas, you're a big Motley Crue fan. How excited are you for the forthcoming album? And can you drink more than freaking rocker Tommy Lee? Uh, thank you for, um, yeah, thank you for the blessing. Uh, I am, uh, I certainly can drink freaking more than two gallons of freaking, uh, of this freaking clear crap that freaking Tommy Lee drinks. Uh, I'd like to see him go toe to toe with me with a freaking couple of gallons of freaking brown, if you know what I mean. Uh, I'd like to think that I could probably freaking drink freaking Tommy Lee under the freaking table. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I believe you mentioned his album, freaking Andro. Uh, hugely, hugely excited for freaking Andro because uh, I also heard that it was people are expecting it to sound very good. Uh, and then I would like to just go ahead and cap this off by uh, I have seen the freaking pornographic film starring Tommy Lee, and uh, and I and I'm, I'm, I I can't imagine not mentioning it any any longer. Uh, I've seen his freaking uh, and uh, and I could go freaking toe to toe with him on that one as well. Uh, if you know what I freaking mean. Yeah. Between him and Pamela Anderson, they're on a boat for weakers and tweakers who haven't seen it. And they have sex a, with each other. Yeah. There's a part where he's driving the freaking boat and you go, what is that? A freaking gear shift? And you go, oh, holy cow, that's freaking Tommy Lee's freaking Yeah. Dangley Johnson. It's Brock freaking Johnson, if you know what I freaking mean. Yeah, absolutely. And she puts it into freaking fourth, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, pretty sure hands, I'm pretty sure hands up crashing the boat. And by the end of it, she puts it in reverse, if you know what I mean. Anyway, hugely excited for Andro. Uh, the critics are raving that it sounds that it's going to sound very good, and uh, I just can't wait to get my hands on on that. Yeah, we wish him the best here at our week in review. Last week, a 67-year-old California woman who goes by the name Lady Ninja fought off a man who was attacking her friend, according to the Associated Press. Lorenza Marujo, who has a black belt in jiu-jitsu, intervened when her 82-year-old friend was attacked by a man in their Fontana apartment building. When police arrived, Marujo, who is 4 feet 10 inches tall and weighs about 100 pounds, had the 59-year-old man on the ground in submission. Quote, I had to bend his fingers back to get him off her, she said. He was screaming because that's one of my techniques, the bent fingers. Then I went boom with my elbow twice in his sternum. According to police records, the man, Donald Robert Prestwood, is being held in San Bernardino County Jail on charges of felony elder abuse. 
So, jeez louise, down on my knees. What, Sandy the Sandman Farkas, could you please tell me what, what this... Why? Tell me what the... What she her, her black belt is in? What does what is jujitsu? Um. Oh, good. All right. I'm. 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 I thought you were alluding to something different. Um. Like her height. Uh. I. Um. Well, the thing about all right, and to to really understand freaking jujitsu. Um. Freaking jujitsu. Um. So really, so you gotta uh, sort of uh, follow it all the way back to its freaking humble begin to, to the humble beginnings of freaking jujitsu. Freaking jujitsu, freaking ways. Jujitsu, uh, jujitsu. Uh, it was uh, started by uh, well, freaking ninjas uh, uh, quite a long time ago as a way to uh, a, a way to do self-defense and also to uh, freaking kill uh, people and to be and it's the also the art of freaking invisible. Uh, it's also the art of freaking invisibility. Invis- it's also the freaking art of invisibility. Yeah, and I don't necessarily know if this woman should be out on the streets with her freaking lady ninja superhero powers because who knows, she might end up using them for evil. Also, this guy that she attacked, was he a The article said he was 170 pounds. Huh. Yeah, I believe, I believe she's, he's, a, yeah, he's about 170 pounds. Maybe he's just a really fat Four foot ten. Uh, um, just for the freaking record, I'd like to say that I am a little that it, I'm a little bit taller than that. Yeah, but not much. No, not not by freaking much. Last week, a Texas man was charged with child endangerment after having his 13-year-old relative drive him to an I- get ice cream, according to KCBD 11. Javier Eduardo Martinez Aguilar of Lubbock, Texas, was arrested after police pulled over a vehicle for a traffic violation and found a 13-year-old at the wheel. According to the police report, the girl driving the vehicle said she was driving her family member to get ice cream because he was drunk. When police asked asked Martinez Aguilar to produce his license, he fumbled for his wallet and he had difficulty removing his identification. Martinez Aguilar was arrested and a family member came to pick up the child. So, geez Louise, down on my knees. First of all, this sounds like Christina Aguilar. This might be her dad. And God bless her, she should be with her father driving him to get ice cream if she needs it. I don't know. That's my point of view. Sandy? Doug? Tadia, someone help me, please. Uh, well, it's, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, sometimes, Doug, uh, sometimes there are moments uh, where I'm in the garage uh, and I'll get a hankering for something and uh, and I go ahead and I give a, I do a little knock on the freaking door. Usually freaking Mrs. Jordan will answer it um, in her freaking, in a bath towel, um, freaking busty as the freaking Dickens. Uh, and I'll say, can you go, would you do me a favor, uh, sweetheart? Would you freaking uh, fetch Doug for me? Uh, and, and then I'll make a, a sort of a, a passive crack about Doug and she'll laugh and she'll freaking touch me on the shoulder a little bit. And she'll go and fetch Doug and Doug will be there with freaking his, in his freaking boxer shorts. Uh, Doug, Doug wears long johns around the house quite a bit. Uh, and oftentimes when he'll come down from his freaking bedroom or, or wherever, whatever he's been working on, uh, sometimes his, uh, unfortunately, his freaking dangly Johnson will be poking out of his freaking, uh, out of his freaking long johns. And he'll have to freaking, I go, Doug, you want to take care of that real quick? And he'll go ahead and stuff it back into his I'm, I've gotten freaking off track. Uh, so yeah, sometimes uh, Doug will give me rides when I'm when I'm very very drunk, and 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 just to clarify what I said earlier, sometimes when he comes to the door, uh, his uh, his will be hanging out of his trousers. Doug, care to comment? 
Yeah, I uh, highly doubt that my wife ever opens the door uh, wearing a bathrobe. As or a bathing the, suit. Yeah, it's cold right now, so I don't see why she would answer the door in a bathing suit. You uh, also don't have a pool. You have a mud pit. And I have never seen her in it. Sometimes I think she's putting, she's wearing these things to, to get a rise out of me, you know, to, to, to you know, and, and all right, Doug, go ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting you. I mean, that was it. I just, I doubt my wife's done that, but I mean, yeah, I'll give you rides when you're drunk. Sometimes I'd rather have you do that than steal the keys to my truck again and drive away. So you so, just admitted it. You should be in jail. Well, no, because I'm not 13 years old. But you are not arguing with the fact that sometimes when you come to the door, your your dangly Johnson is poking out of your fly. Yeah, that's also not true. So you should be in jail for that too, Doug. Exposing you yourself to an inebriated man like Sandy. He's, he's, he's defenseless and drunk and angry. And Sandy the Sandman Fargus, you can drive drunk. I don't understand why perhaps you don't just drive yourself. Uh, well, uh, I mean, the, 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 the fact of the freaking matter is that, uh, is that Doug has, as he mentioned, uh, just a moment ago, I have, I have, uh, on quite a few occasions freaking driven myself, uh, drunk as the freaking Dickens. He got mad at me for that. Uh, so I had to stop. And then there's been a few times, one or two times where, where Doug is sleeping and, uh, and I'll go ahead and knock on freaking Doug Jr.'s door and, and ask him if he can give me a ride. And he's, and he's helped me out, um, not a few times, a handful of times. Yeah, you got to stop doing that. Uh, or I'm going to have to lock my keys somewhere in a place where nobody can find them. You know what? I'm just going to do that. Well, but then, you know, that doesn't really solve anything because the few times that I've talked to Doug Jr. on um, on the phone, he, he knows right where the keys are. Why have you talked to my son on the phone? Well, we got to check in on the boy. Yeah, got it. I mean, he kind of thinks of us all as his father's. I'm uncomfortable. I'm more like an older brother. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, thank you so much for freaking listening. This has been another great, hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Week in Review. We love you so very freaking much. We're so freaking hot and for you. And we'll see you freaking next week. Jeez Louise. There was a lot of fighting, and I just want to say this, and I don't—I didn't want to say it on the air because it was inappropriate, but a lot of fighting usually means that there's a lot of love for one another, and I think that's where this is coming from. That's why we're taking these things so personally, Doug Jordan. I don't feel love from any of you, except for once in a while when we get drunk together and we, you know, hang out and have fun. I think that settles it. I think we should all come over to your house and break out the bottle of freaking brown. And I'll bring my costume so that I can get into the freaking absolutely hilarious freaking hospital and break out freaking Gaston once you guys are good and drunk. I think I need to be alone for a while. <laughs>